Welcome to the Wise Up Texas podcast. Wise Up Texas is a nonpartisan, nonprofit, empowering and educating Texas South Asians to be informed voters and partake in civic engagement. We are South Asian voices for South Asian voters. You can visit our website at wiseuptx.org and find us on all social media platforms. This is Ariba Amir, Wise Up Texas board member and today's host. Hello, everyone. I'm excited to be back on the podcast. Before we get started interviewing our wonderful candidate for today, I want to remind you that early voting starts February 14th for the primary, which is on March 1st. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Jessica Wynn, who is running to be the 331st District Court Judge for the Criminal Bench in Travis County. Hi, Jessica. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to have you on. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you a series of questions to get get your views so our voters can learn a little bit more about you, if that's okay. That's perfect. Okay, perfect. So first, could you tell our audience what office you're running for and the importance of it? Yes, I am running for the 331st District Court. That is a Travis County-wide position. It is a felony district court judgeship. Okay, perfect. And could you tell me the importance of it? So why why should we vote for you in this office and what made you want to run? Absolutely. So the importance of it is huge. It is a major pillar of the court system when it comes to felony jurisdictional cases. In other words, it's a court that oversees some of the most serious crimes that happen in our county. And the reason why it's super important that people get engaged is because I think that we're at a turning point in criminal justice reform and our judges play a big piece of that. Um, on many levels when it comes to how to sentence or potentially rehabilitate an individual, how a victim of a serious crime is handled when they come into the courtroom and just kind of understanding those nuances. So it's incredibly important because it's um, crime, unfortunately, is an aspect of humanity that we all have to deal with in our society, but we can do it in a really dignified manner, especially if we um, elect judges that are passionate and competent um, to have those roles. Of course. So what made you want to run for office and why would you be a good fit? Thank you for that question. There are several reasons why I want to run for this office. One of the biggest reasons I want to run for this office is Travis County, city of Austin, but the entire county has never seen an AAPI district judge ever. That means in a series of thousands of felonies that get tried and presided over every single year for the beginning of time in terms of Travis County, no felony has ever been presided over by a person of Asian American descent. And I think that our judiciary, especially our elected places of power, need to reflect the community that it serves. But aside from the diversity aspect, one of the things that I bring to the table is I have tried some of the most serious cases in our county. I currently am an assistant district attorney and I handle child abuse cases, so the physical and sexual abuse of children. And I'm also the county's only felony level animal cruelty prosecutor. So I handle the most sensitive, complex cases, and I've handled cases from you know, misdemeanor level all the way up to capital murder. So I have an extensive experience uh, when it comes to handling matters, criminal matters. Um, but what makes me unique of a candidate is that I really value human connection and and hearing and seeing individuals as they come through the courtroom in order to do my job effectively. So 
being a child abuse prosecutor, 13 year olds, 10 year olds don't really want to talk to their parents or adults in general, but to get them to be able to talk to me about some of their most vulnerable moments in their life, trust me enough to take them into a courtroom, a courtroom not designed for children and be brave enough to tell their story um, is it speaks to my ability to connect with people and create a safe space so that they can be heard. I think that at the end of the day, it's not about um, whether or not that person um, that is on trial is convicted. It's about whether or not everybody feels respected in the process. And I feel like I do that for both people that are accused of crimes and for victims of violence. Of course, that that's incredibly admirable. Could you tell me a little bit on how has being Asian impacted your work in your professional life and as a candidate when you're running for this office? Wow, that's such a great question, because I feel like running has actually made me reflect a lot on how I see my identity as a Vietnamese woman, as a woman of color. And I can tell you, I've run the gamut when it comes to emotions. Walking into a courtroom, I've been mistaken for the court reporter. Uh, I get comments or have had comments that um, are like, they're surprised that I speak English without an accent. Um, they're surprised about my ability to argue and know the law competently. Um, that was earlier on in my career. But as I established a, a legal um, reputation in the courtroom, being able to be an advocate and a, a practitioner that knows the law, it's it's been better. Um, I will say, and this is a complex feeling, which is oftentimes we see people that come in the criminal justice system um, are black and brown individuals. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I am kind of juxtaposed between, you know, a, a a career and of lawyers that are a majority of white, and then a lot of individuals accused of crimes that are not white. And so I feel like this really interesting juxtaposition between these cultures. But I do think that it put, like positions me in a place to understand where people are coming from and listen more and, and try to be empathetic to, to everything that's going on. Um, and also to, ultimately advocate for, for survivors of violence um, in a way that a message can be heard and understood. So I, I, it's complex. It's, it's not easy to be um, an Asian American in a criminal system that isn't, we don't, Asians aren't fully represented. So. Of course. So you touched on it a little bit in your last answer, but how, how do you plan to advocate or push forward for marginalized communities' rights per se in if you were to be elected into this position? So I do it both in the courtroom and out of the courtroom professionally and personally. So when I say um, professionally, within the DA's office, I'm actually the lead trainer of the DA's office. So I train on matters of how to pick juries and how to overcome implicit bias and racial equity issues. But I also lead a racial equity discussion group where I bring in different speakers from all over the country um, and different members of our community, community leaders to discuss um, issues that affect marginalized people. Um, that could be the LGBTQIA plus community, it could be um, indigenous women, it could be Asian Americans, and it could be um, 
people that are suffering the impacts of mass incarceration and the black community. So um, I create a space within the DA's office to be very reflective mm -hmm. of how impactful our decisions can be. And at times that really means unlearning some of the things that we may have learned along the way that contribute to systemic racism. So that's why I do professionally, right? right. I also uh, do my best to, I mean, manage my docket, of course, but I have always mentored um, younger, uh, we talked about that before hopping yeah. onto this podcast about, I've mentored uh, several uh, individuals um, of different cultures and heritages um, who want to pursue law. And I think it's really important to foster this curiosity of the law and wanting to be an advocate in the courtroom. So I continue to mentor outside of my work. And I also volunteer in communities of color. So I volunteer with Black women in business. Um, we have a street team that distributes food to our communities who may need what they have taught me, the Black women in business have taught me, is not a handout, but a hand up. So we give um, groceries to those on the east side of Austin. Um, that may have had a hard time during the pandemic and can't afford food on the table. So those are just ways that I feel like I've tried to promote communities of color mm -hmm. and foster my own empathy and understanding of, of the dynamics around me. So, yeah. That's great to hear. So where can viewers go if they want to learn a little bit more information about you or about your campaign? So of course they can go to my website, which is votejessicaforjudge.com. But to be honest, you learn a lot about somebody from their social media accounts. And so I'm on Instagram, it's votejessicaforjudge. I do stories all the time. Oftentimes you'll see, I'm a single mom. So you'll see lots of pictures uh, of my four-year-old daughter. Um, she's amazing. Her name is Finley. Um, yeah, she's super cute, but I'm extremely biased. And there um, she is. Yeah. And you get to see things that I do each day that are important to me. Um, you can see some of the endorsements I've gotten during the campaign trail. Uh, I've gotten endorsed by all of the Democratic clubs that have endorsed in my race, and I'm just honored to have that. But mm -hmm. I'm new to politics. I'm green to it. So I'm trying to um, chronicle it as I go through social media because that's just, you know, I like it. It's fun and it gives people a glimpse into my world. Of course, I definitely agree that social media has become kind of this new norm to understanding people's personalities, especially in the age of COVID when we can't necessarily see people face to face. Yeah. Um, so that's it for our interview today. Thank you so much again. And Jessica, it was a pleasure to have you. As a reminder to our listeners out there, Wise Up Texas is a nonpartisan and nonprofit organization, but we welcome interviews with candidates and political leaders who want to reach out to our South Asian followers. Wise Up Texas does not endorse any candidates or political party. You can find a recording of this podcast on most platforms where podcasts are available and select episodes will air on Radio Zav and DSW. Thank you for listening. Get educated, get wiser, and start giving a hoot with Wise Up Texas.